0: What's up YouTube? I'm Robert and this is the Biker Bar Podcast, Biker Bar Channel. I need to come up with the best way to do that intro because this is not my POV video or my POV channel. So I'm I'm like used to saying that, that whole spiel, but now you guys are going to hear this one. So episode 51, I put a list together just the other day of all the people that were on this this podcast so far and it's been pretty impressive and I'm super, super excited about everybody that I've had on and, and our guest today. So those of you guys that don't know, the guest today is Jordan Boostmaster. But before we get started, what I really, really need to talk to you guys about is who sponsored this show. And the people that sponsored this show are probably the the ones that I hold like closest to my heart if i have one like you know like the grinch is like two sizes too small um basically it's all you guys out there on patreon man i really appreciate you guys you guys are the sponsor of this week's show if it wasn't for patreon i would not be doing youtube still i guarantee it like seriously it's you guys that are supporting me and um putting a little, little change in the pocket so I can keep the beer fridge full. That helps a lot. If you decide to swing by Patreon for a buck, you can be part of that a buck a month, right? Like a candy bar. I think they still cost a buck or am I like aging or dating myself? I'm not sure, but either way for a buck, you can get onto that and you'll actually, um, get access to all the coupons that I have set up like coupon deals with different companies that I've worked through it with in the past. And, uh, So that's worth it. You'll definitely save more than $12 a year in coupons. I guarantee it. And for five bucks a month, you can get some six sticker pack that I uh, put together and that's by Stickered. And uh, those are pretty impressive. So outside of that, if you guys are listening to this as a podcast, do me a favor and swing by whatever podcast app it is that you use and do like a little review. I went on to the Apple ones the other day and was checking them out. You guys said some nice things. I appreciate it. It really means a lot. Um, if you are new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button. This is a spinoff from my biker channel. So it's it's it, we're we're in the growing phase. I think you're always in the growing phase, though. And that like button, hit that if we make you laugh or you thought it was entertaining. If you didn't like it at all, hit it twice. It doesn't matter to me so anyways let's go ahead and bring on today's guest that is old jordan Boostmaster. what's up jordan hey how's it going good good dude how you doing man doing pretty well
1: doing all right just uh...
0: (laughs) just here so um for people that don't know who you are like what what's you got a youtube channel what's that about
1: yeah so i mountain bike a lot um it's just all about mountain biking free ride downhill uh-huh. Um, my favorite kind of stuff you know or enduro as well sure uh-huh I don't know just riding fun places
0: right you're um you're in Canada
1: <clears throat> yeah uh I'm near Vancouver BC okay close to it. yeah yeah
0: so what what's your uh what's your go-to spot just Whistler or
1: yeah I mean like I definitely go there the most as far as like a bike park like mm-hmm. in the summertime I definitely go to Whistler the most but like like, I live two and a half hours away, so I'll do, like, some day trips, maybe some weekend trips, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a lot of mountain biking close to where I am anyway. Like, I don't actually have to go far for mountain yeah. biking. I can yeah. I can drive, like, 15 minutes for my local mountain, and I ride there the most just because the closest for quick rides. And, uh, right. you know, half hour in any direction, there's trails, there's trail systems, so...
0: There's there's a lot of good stuff to get actually. Yeah, you guys, you guys got the 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 primo riding up there, but only half the year, right? I mean, honestly, we can ride like
1: all year long, but like yeah, the winter's not as great. So I don't yeah. I don't ride very much in the winter time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, is it like snow up there everywhere? Like so when you're saying you're riding in the winter, you're like doing fat biking, or you're like no. there's actually like lower elevation places where you can ride.
1: Yeah, like there's definitely lower elevation places. So the place where I am, which is like the lower mainland or Fraser Valley of BC. It's it's the bottom left, like southwest corner of BC. It's the mildest part of all of Canada, actually. Mm-hmm. So while we're used to thinking of Canada as always so wintry, honestly, where I am, it doesn't snow very much in the winter time. Oh, wow. Like oh, at right all. So I think this winter, what did it snow? It might have snowed like maybe a foot all winter long. Uh-huh. Right I don't know, I kind of forget now, but sometimes, yeah, snow lasts for like a week, two weeks. Then it comes back again for a week, goes away. It's wet. <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's no. a wetter climate where we are.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So um, i this is actually the first time I've ever talked to you. So um obviously <laughs> you know that nobody else does, but they do now. Um, so I was just curious, like, um, where are you from? Like, is that where you're from originally or?
1: Yeah, like I've I've grown up here all my life. So like the town I'm in is called Abbotsford. It's like mm-hmm. an hour out of Vancouver, basically. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I grew up grew up here all my life and nice. uh it's it's a nice place. And <laughs> <laughs> where did you
0: um how did you get into riding?
1: Yeah, I guess like I mean, I was always into like riding bikes and like BMX, right? So uh-huh. like I would I like to ride jumps and I'd, I'd have some like little wooden jumps when I was younger. And then ultimately, when it came to mountain biking specifically, um, there's a, a a friend basically at school, a new guy at school who's into mountain biking. And I thought, hey, that sounds cool because I already like riding jumps and stuff like that. So uh-huh. then let's go to the mountains now. And so I like I don't know the first time I went mountain biking with him. I just like borrowed one of his bikes. I think it was just like this fully rigid bike or something, rim brakes and everything. And I don't know, I just thought that's super cool. So then I ended up buying a hardtail
0: and Uh all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I was see, I saw on, um, on your channel that you had built a hardtail just recently. Yeah. Like my, my diamondback sinker. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that thing? Oh, I
1: like it a lot. Yeah. 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 Hardtails are really good to have. Yeah, and this one's really fun. I like it a lot, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was watching you on the video, man. You're freaking. You're like treating that thing like it's a full suspension bike, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's,
0: I guess so. It's super, super cool, though, man. You're you're definitely a shredder, man. You make me look like I, I'm like sitting on the couch when I'm riding my bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was it that like? What is it that you like about a hardtail? Well, I
1: mean, I guess like I started out on a hardtail for like the first three years of my riding life, I guess. Right. So, mm-hmm. and because that's all I could really afford. And, and it really just helped me to understand, like, it's, it's a really good way of starting out. It's mm-hmm. a really good way of starting to mountain bike. Um, I love riding full suspension bikes, like obviously mm-hmm. everyone, right. does, but like, like when I was new to mountain biking and all I had was my hardtail, I would just fantasize about like, five inches of full suspension would be amazing or right, I, like right. dream about it. or like seven inches would feel yeah, incredible yeah. <laughs> I, and um oh yeah but like it just i have an appreciation for what hardtails can do for for teaching you how to ride um yeah. that's basically uh, a, a really invaluable thing and you know same with like bmx can really teach you how to ride i really like it's just the idea of feeling the trail really knowing what yeah. your bike is going through and then you can feel you know what your bike is going through and you want to take care of your bike. So yeah, now you yeah. you start to ride a bit differently you start yeah. to ride it to your line choice differently and it transfers into my full suspension bikes where i try to take care of my bikes uh, and uh i don't know it's no, just I it's just a good everything. background to have
0: <laughs> you know it's funny i actually didn't have this realization until you just said that a few minutes ago like my mountain biking career i guess you could say or journey it started on a hardtail as well but it was because that's all that was available back then mm-hmm. i when i first started riding in like the 90s like full suspension wasn't a thing like my first bike was a a giant and it was uh their whole lineup was rigid there was not any even a fork that they had a suspension fork so mm-hmm. i think whenever i started riding you know i was riding a, a fully rigid bike and I guess that did teach me a lot of how to ride and how to, like, I think what it really does the best, and even now that I have a hardtail again in my in my stable, it, it really teaches you how to like take lines, like what lines to mm-hmm. take. When you have a bunch of suspension, you can just like run into shit. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of like-, like monster,
1: Yeah, like you can monster truck through things and that's a lot of fun. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? it totally like, is. I, I enjoy that too, but right. also I don't like breaking my bikes, so, and I don't know. You kind of start to realize like, oh, if I actually did this line, I could preserve my, even though if I have a downhill bike, I could help to preserve it better. I could kind of land better if I landed right here rather than on any kind of sharp roots and rocks. And I don't know. All that kind of yeah.
0: Stuff. You know, and it's surprising like how fast you can be on them. Y- you start to really rely on your suspension and you forget that it's actually not the the bike is is not what's making you fast it's like the rider you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah when I just recently last year I got a a hardtail for the first time in years and years and years and I you know would go down these runs that are like my local runs and I was getting the same times as I was on my my full suspension bike and I'm like Mm -hmm. how the hell is that you know and Mm -hmm. then it kind of just makes you want to like i don't know at least for me i guess i'm a glutton for punishment then i'm like well where else can i take this thing like how mm-hmm. stupid can i get with this you know <laughs> yeah yeah um so you're running uh, bigger tires on that i think you said like a
1: 2.8 yeah i mean that's what comes stock and i'm not planning on changing it i think it's kind of fun i always liked fat tires anyway yeah they always kind of seemed pretty cool to me so yeah
0: 2.8s yeah, minions <laughs> yeah yeah I have 2.8 on mine as well, but I'm running a lower profile tire. <laughs> I always forget the name. Yeah. So recon, I think is what it is. Maxis okay. recons. Okay. They, they seem to do pretty well. It's like, it seems like it's enough grip where I'm not breaking loose, but it's not like so big that it, like just blows on the climbs. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. it's like a, I don't know how much client, do you, you're doing a lot of climbing up there. Or are you like mostly all riding park? <laughs> No, like I do a lot of each, like, I mean,
1: I haven't ridden any park this year at all because nothing's open just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, while some places aren't have announced they'll be opening pretty quickly, like Sun Peaks and Silver Star, but um don't know about Whistler just yet, but yeah, um, haven't done anything lift access this year yet. There's a lot of just whatever local stuff. We just hike up or yeah, pedal up. Honestly, me and my friends, we just kind of walk up. <laughs> we don't pedal very much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should hang out with you guys then. Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially (laughs) if we have like downhill bikes, it's like, uh, we can just walk up. Who cares? No problem. Right.
0: And um, or even
1: like when I'm on my hardtail, yeah, I'll maybe a friend's on a downhill bike, we'll pedal for a bit and
0: then I'll walk. I don't care, whatever. Walking up is fine with me. (laughs) Right. It's all about the down for you, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right right on, man. Yeah. So you've been doing YouTube for a long time. When did you start your channel? So this channel was 2012. Mm -hmm. I
1: made it in January, 2012. First started uploading in May, 2012. But this was not the first YouTube channel I've had though. Like I re- actually started YouTube in 2006. What'd you do in 2006, dude? Still mountain biking stuff. <laughs> and so-
0: we yeah uh, like a camcorder tape to your head or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
1: cause I didn't get the POV stuff, but yeah, I had like a camcorder. It was a mini DV tape on uh-huh. a camcorder. I, it was pretty good quality for, for its for how old it was but right. uh, i was pretty happy with it and then uh i just film my
0: friends and get them to film me and stuff so so um, somebody would always be holding the camera and you guys would just do like ride by kind of shots and stuff yeah like that. it was
1: mostly me doing the filming it was mostly uh-huh. me filming other people so uh-huh. like my channel was called biker man 13 and yeah i made that in 2006 i've i was using that for like four or five years it only ever got to like 1400 subscribers at the most. But back then, I think that was a lot, right? Yeah. Like, I think, like, when I was growing by like five or six subscribers a day average, I was like pretty stoked. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good, man. This is sick. And it's
0: like nothing compared to today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I bet you blinking, you probably have another thousand on your (laughs) channel right now. You're up what? Like over 100,000 at this point? 209,000. That's what I thought. I knew you (laughs) were up there. So, what made you, what made you, um, dump the old channel and start a new one. I mean, yeah,
1: he had 1400
0: subscribers. <laughs> I know, dude. Actually, at that time, I was thinking, <coughs> man,
1: this is like a bit of a risk. I don't know if this is, should I give up that whole base of right. 1400 people? Like, man, this is crazy. But, um, yeah. No, I just realized I had to rebrand myself. Basically. I had to start fresh. I had to start over. My whole channel was a variety channel. Like it was, I mostly did mountain bike stuff, but I posted mm-hmm. totally random stuff there too. Yeah, And kind so of I don't know, I'm place. just, I'm just a young kid, just experimenting. I'm just being creative. I'm doing mm-hmm. fun, creative stuff. And then uh, I realized, okay, no, if I actually want to take this seriously, because a dream of mine has always been to, to make a living working for myself, like mm-hmm. doing what I want and what I want to yeah. do as of now is just you know make mountain bike videos have fun with that express myself through that i just realized okay i have to just like start fresh kind of rebrand myself you know i the name jordan boostmaster i had for a couple years at at that point because i I got that nickname when i was in college this Mm -hmm. was in like 20 2009 2010 or whatever it was and then i was like okay that's a cool nickname i'm gonna use that as my name That's that's gonna be my channel name and then I finally went and made it in 2012. I up I re-uploaded some of my older videos mm-hmm. with like different music where I could like monetize it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then uh, just tried to like make everything clean so that I would have no copyright violations, all that kind of stuff, just do everything uh-huh. right. And like, I don't know, just like be like, okay, I'm gonna make money with this channel now and we're gonna do something
0: big. <laughs> right? But yeah. And then then like did, did the channel start doing well right away? I mean, because if I remember correctly, you're, you you kind of had like a, a slow growth for a long time. But then once you got to a certain point, it kind of started steamrolling at that point.
1: Yeah, that is definitely true. Um, in the fr- It took a year to get to a 1,000 subscribers, mm-hmm. which is at least better than my previous channel growth, where it was like four years or five years. But like, yeah. for, so it took me one year to get to 1,000. And then the next year, it, I, got a, I gained another like 9,000. So I then was at 10,000 after the second year. So oh, I kind wow, of like dude. tenfolded really, Yeah, Yeah. So that's, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. So that's, that felt pretty good. And then I don't know, at that point, it just kind of plateaued. Like the growth kind of was stagnant. It was just a straight line rather mm-hmm. than any kind of exponential growth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was pretty stagnant. And just mm-hmm. kind of like, I felt like I wasn't able to grow, you know, just taking forever to get to, you know, even 30,000. Like I probably was at 30,000 subs by like, 2014 or 15. Mm-hmm.
0: What I do don't you know. think what do you think was like making it slow? Just there wasn't many people watching mountain bike stuff, or do you think like it was actually your content? Or I mean,
1: I I guess like, yeah, I, I didn't know entirely because like this is before I guess this is still when people were using Pink Bike quite a lot for like their their videos, their mountain biking videos. Mm-hmm. Um and I had used Pink Bike quite a lot to post all my mountain bike content for sure. Um, YouTube, YouTube itself was also just growing on its own anyway. And yeah, this is before many people were posting mountain biking content, like Sam Pilgrim was posting mountain bike content back then as well. Mm -hmm. But there's not many people making mountain bike stuff. Plus, uh, um, the kind of content I was making, I guess just wasn't really something that was gonna grow enough. And I didn't know that at the time until like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty anyway. So I didn't, yeah. I don't know. I'm just doing whatever I think can work and yeah, it just gets a bit discouraging that like, Oh, it
0: didn't work enough. And then, dude, okay. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, it, I think everybody that's on YouTube though, it, I mean, most people you're, you're making it up as you go. And I think it's yeah. not until you're actually successful at it that you like, Oh, that's what worked, you know, but I mean, shit, I've been yeah. doing it for a couple of years and my regular biker channels only at like, Nine thousand subscribers. I'm like, you know, I'm like, some of the things that I did that I've done on that channel was like, what I thought I wanted to see that I wasn't seeing in other videos, you know, and in some cases maybe that's good because it makes made me more individual, but in other cases it's also probably not what people want to see. So <laughs> mm-hmm. so if you really want it to grow, you do have to kind of like pay attention to those things. Yeah, like I because
1: my whole kind of idea between behind why I ever wanted to make mountain bike videos is because I wanted to make what doesn't exist yet. And mm-hmm. and I would watch like you know, I'd watch pink bike videos, those those little three minute edits kind of thing, right? And mm-hmm. those are the coolest videos and that's what I would make is those like edit videos those i'm filming my friends Those third Mm -hmm. person videos i'm filming my friends edit everything to music and those are still some of my favorite stuff to make and i actually don't make any of that anymore Mm -hmm. unfortunately um i'm trying to bring some of that back now but but the idea is i see like a kind of style that people are making i'm like i want to make i want to see this so Mm -hmm. i make it i just make what i want to see Mm -hmm. because it's missing in the market and so i make it but then after you know after a while i'd realized like okay i i still need to kind of change to really become popular because when i what changed for me you know what it was like in 2017 i so you know what i had a break mm-hmm. in 20 end of 2016 i broke my wrist and then i couldn't do anything i went to capern ray it's this bible school in new zealand for like three mm-hmm. months that was a nice break and then i came back for some reason, I just had so much more motivation, like so much mm-hmm. motivation. And then I would upload every week instead of every other week. So I would, mm-hmm. I would only upload every two weeks before. And then I would be able to, like in 2017, I met up with Seth Bicax and mm-hmm. EKXC, and that was so cool. It was, so I got these collaborations going and I would like meet them. And then we'd talk about like how this stuff, I don't know, how, how to grow better. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was able to like recognize how everyone else was like growing so much faster than me bkxc you know skills with Phil, um seth bike hacks all these people and i'm like what the heck and they have different content their personalities were more on camera i'm like huh i actually have to do that and put my face on camera you know put my voice in so i started to do voiceovers like back in 2016 i do that and so i totally changed my content and oh yeah i started growing way better at that point on like from 2017 on i was growing like way better i was working way harder and yeah, that was, that was cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally hear you there. I think it's good too when when you're able to get around other content creators because there are certain things that you have questions about and they're able to help you out. And like you can't necessarily find those direct answers when you're just scrolling through how to how to make a YouTube channel, you know, on yeah. YouTube, you know. Yeah. I, I want to tell you something, and this will probably surprise you, but you're actually one of the reasons that I started doing YouTube. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it's, and, and it's not from like, I was watching all your videos shredding or whatever, but, um, I had this, this biker thing that I was working on for a while and for whatever reason it fell apart. And, uh, right around whenever BKXE came out, he's, you know, pretty motivational when what he was talking about. And I was like, man, I need to get this biker thing that I've been not not working on. I need to get it in 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 to like make it actually happen, right? And uh so I'm like watching videos on YouTube on like how to make a YouTube channel and and like how to edit or something like that. And you had this like really long video on like how how to do a YouTube channel and you were like really in depth on like GoPro settings and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's the GoPro tutorial video, I think is what you're I think, talking about.
0: And and I wanna yeah. say in that video, you were like mate, saying like this number one thing to like get to do in your YouTube channel was just a start. Yeah. And, and I was like, it, it just resonated because it was like, you know, no, that's, yeah. I'm gonna sit here and think about it for another year or I'm just gonna get started, so. Mm-hmm. That was actually one of those things where it was like, all right, no, that makes sense. Like I need, I need to just do it. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of funny, man. You never know, like what one little thing is that, you know, somebody would say to you and, or not to you directly, but can change yeah. things. It's been a fun journey, journey mm-hmm. definitely for me. Yeah. So um when, when you uh, started get like growing this wasn't your full-time job like it was still kind of like your thing you're doing on the side you said you went to college what did you go to college for uh, so i did like i did a
1: two different things i went to a mountain bike operations program this mm-hmm. is in this is in 2000 2008 2009 it was just one year long mm-hmm. and um we just it was a simple program, we learned like trail building and like some guiding and teaching and some other mm-hmm. kind of fun stuff. It was a cool, cool little class. Cause it was just like, it was small. It was like 26 people, all mountain bikers kind of living together, going to school together. It was kind of fun. The next year after that, I did a film program for 12
0: months. And oh, so wow. that's, yeah. What so was that because, so I don't know how old you were, like were you in high school when you started that first channel back in 2006 or were you in college or? Yeah,
1: I was just in
0: like grade 12
1: when uh-huh. I started that first
0: channel, yeah. So then basically when you came to be an adult, you were like, I wanna work in the bike industry somehow. So you went to school for that. And then you're like this whole video thing, I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, I was more into
1: like the video all along. Uh-huh. Um, so like the going to the school for mountain bike stuff, Honestly, I never really was sure if I wanted to work in the bike industry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, it was just kind of a fun thing to do for a year. <laughs> yeah, you're
0: like, you this know, will th- shut my parents up. I'll do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like the, the tuition wasn't too much because like yeah. I had to pay all my tuition anyway and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't too much. And like it was fun. I lived on the Sunshine Coast. It's like a ferry ride out, out of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of a cool place, lots of cool mountain biking there. And uh yeah, it was it was a good experience, but um I don't know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to actually do anything in the industry. And I decided afterwards, I was like, no, I actually don't want to work in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, maybe it sounds bad, but like, I just I just thought like all the guys were like, kind of jerks somewhat. So I didn't uh-huh. want to work with mountain bikers. Like that was <laughs> the idea.
0: You're like, I don't like these dudes. <laughs> yeah, like like some of them were cool.
1: Like, oh, some of them were, I totally got along with, but yeah, like yeah. most of them I, I couldn't get along with too well. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't want to work with these kind of people.
0: <laughs> so I'm just doing my own thing. <laughs> so do you uh, feel like the the um, video stuff that you went to school with, like it really helped or no? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, yeah, because then the, the film program was
1: really cool. We would kind of learn a bit of everything about film production. And uh-huh. I, I never really would. I wasn't totally set on doing just mountain bike videos at that mm-hmm. point. I was open to doing anything. I was also interested in acting at that time as well. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of interested in a lot of things and and just film production as well. But um, at the end of the school, I kind of started to really see potential with YouTube Mm -hmm. and just like kind of doing your own thing there. And this was like in 2010 now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 2010 when I was finished that school. And, um, you know, I, I'd make I would made some popular mountain bike videos like on Pinkbike mm-hmm. and then maybe on on YouTube, called them more popular. And I would be like, huh, there's some real potential here. And so I just really decided, like, this is actually where my passion is. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was frustrating how long it took to actually go full time mm-hmm. because I only went full time last year, yeah. <laughs> in, like February, March 2019. But, yeah, uh-huh. I'd work part time all throughout and stuff what
0: what kind of jobs did you do when you weren't when you weren't uh a a, a youtube famous star
1: (laughs) so i started delivering pizza Uh uh-huh and that was actually a pretty fun job i actually quite enjoyed that yeah yeah i because you know what i hurt yeah right after my film program i hurt my hand i tore a tendon in my hand which really blows so i couldn't like i couldn't even really ride much and it also handicapped me for like certain kinds of jobs, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh I don't know, I guess I just like, oh, I need some kind of job. Mm-hmm. Just got this delivery pizza job and I actually really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was like <laughs> one of the funner jobs I've had for a while. So I kept it. I was there for like five years actually. And I don't know, it was fun for the first half and then it was getting more boring for the later half. So yeah. I kind of needed to get out and I what, did a couple other jobs. What was the worst one? Yeah. Like I, I would work in this warehouse. I hate, I don't like that. I don't like the yeah. warehouse jobs. So uh, it was like this, uh, what would we do? We'd pack like pet food, like dog food and cat yeah. food on pallets and pack them right. up and send them away. I don't know. It was lame. very monotonous then. Yeah. Yeah. And huh? I, I, I worked at another pizza place. I did another delivery job delivering bread to Costco Yeah, and that was kind of cool, but it was like super early morning. So I was like, but it was good money, so I was yeah. Like, oh,
0: man. Only did that for like a year and a half, and I just couldn't do it anymore. The early mornings, terrible. I worked at a couple of pizza places when I was younger too. It was pretty yeah. fun. It was always a good time. I worked at this one man. We would like, we would like the guys that owned the place. They had went to school with my uncle, so they were only like a couple years older than me. They were like in their young, in their early twenties, and I was in like high school or whatever. And we'd like make pizza until like whatever time it closed, 10 or 11. And then we'd like <laughs> yeah. go get a bunch of beer and go out fishing. And then we'd like come back to the pizza shop at like two o'clock in the morning and make more food for ourselves. And yeah. it was just a really good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Not that's that cool. Um, I'm, I'm condoning underage drinking. We were of course drinking like, <laughs> soda pop and whatever other things <laughs> that you oh, yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a good time, man. Yeah. Um. So, when was it that you realized, like, hey, this channel is actually big enough that I think I can, like, make this a full-time job? Because that's got to be pretty scary.
1: Yeah, I know. Because, like, everything fluctuates. There's no, like, predictability so much. Right. Not not as much as a regular job. Um, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I would it was you know 2017 and 2018 I would start to see like noticeable growth every year and then 2019 mm-hmm. yeah every year just getting better and better um, yeah at the end of 2018 I was just like yeah September was super good like tons of views there and, and all that kind of stuff and then I'm thinking okay I just really wanted to just stop working the jobs that I had the day job like I was just mm-hmm. so sick of it that I was just I don't know I, I was just getting kind of antsy to to mm-hmm. leave so yeah, I don't know. I guess just the fall of twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen, I was like, Okay, yeah, you know what? I think I can I think this should be just fine. And then I quit at the end of February at uh, Panago. I was delivering pizza at Panago
0: at the time for like one year. Yeah. So quit. so basically like from ad revenue was enough at that point, or is it like you did Patreon or um, yeah, because I, I had selling t- merch or yeah, it was mostly YouTube ad revenue, and then
1: Patreon, but then also Facebook ad revenue, and that actually really helped. Um, my Patreon wasn't too big at the time. I would started Patreon in like 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, my Patreon's growing slowly but surely, and I'm actually yeah. really stoked on my Patreon page. Yeah, And uh, just like, because you know when you're saying at the beginning of the show, like your Patreon is like big supporter, well, so yeah. what is it for me too? And, yeah. and back then or now, it, even, though i'm at two hundred nine thousand subscribers my patreon page is actually very very valuable to me and i i love it a lot so i very much value my patrons
0: um for me it's like you know i don't have to make a youtube video right like Mm -hmm. like if you don't have a patreon like there's nothing that says you have to do it right (laughs) but when like people that like have their own lives and they're putting their money down for you to like produce content you feel like hey well i'm like i need to do something you know like at least that's the way it is for me so it's like that's why i always say i, I definitely wouldn't i don't think i'd still be doing it if it wasn't for them because there's been some times where i'm like dude screw this man what am i doing <laughs> like really you know i'm spending yeah. all this time for what you know <laughs> yeah you know what i'm talking about like when your channel's smaller you're not making any money man like like people mm. would think like at my channel, they're like, oh my God, he's got 9,000 subs. Like, I think uh, I've had this conversation with BKXE before that he kind of like made people think that you make a lot more money because he quit his job at like 5,000 subs. Hmm. But like people didn't really remember that like he had this savings account that he was like dwindling away and he was just mm-hmm. trying to put all of his effort into it. Yeah. So it's like, so people look at a channel like mine they're like oh yeah you must be making a bunch of money it's like dude i don't even think i make a hundred bucks every couple of months off of my ad revenue where i'm at you know like yeah. but the guys on patreon man you guys you guys make it happen so plus mm-hmm. it's cool we're like you know those are your biggest fans you know people that yeah. really want to support you. yeah yeah totally. it it's it's cool to have that that community you know hmm yeah So was the reason that you started YouTube just like you just wanted to make videos or like, was it like, was there like some other driving force that like you just said you wanted to have your own business or? I mean, yeah, like I
1: love I'm a creative person. I love to express myself basically. And um, there's different things that I've kind of wanted to do. Like back back in the day, I I love to experiment with like stop motion. Mm -hmm. Like I would do some Lego stop motion stuff and and this or that. And um, I don't know, mountain biking just being a big passion of mine. I, I figured I should mix them together, obviously. And um, But I don't know, like, there, before I would start putting videos on Pinkbike, and, and at the time that was like the place to get the views on mm-hmm. Pinkbike. And, but then I would kind of realize, like, okay, well, I don't get anything out of this in terms of money or anything, unless i like
0: fun, like creativity. Yeah, inspired. unless i
1: like getting hired by anybody or getting some kind of whatever, unless it's, you know, to get hired by something. But um, I don't know, I'm just so independent minded. That's like what I really just mm-hmm. want to do. I, I just don't really like working for people very much. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just really want to do my own thing. Uh-huh. But It does require more work to be able to succeed at that. And uh-huh. I know that and we took time and, but I actually did achieve it finally over time, but I don't know. So YouTube, I just recognize YouTube as the place where this is the place where you can do that. You can actually Uh be independent. Um, It's
0: just going to take some time and work, but that's the platform. (laughs) So you mentioned that over on Facebook, you're making a bunch of ad revenue over there. I don't even do anything on Facebook other than like, Mm-hmm. post where my youtube videos are like or like basically like facebook just gets my my instagram posts so like you're posting mm-hmm. videos over there like full video yeah.
1: over there or... i am but i actually re-edit them so they're not even quite the same as my youtube videos <laughs> so uh-huh. so i do put work into that as well but yeah i'm really thankful for for that cool opportunity because well anybody can basically do it but it, it was easier for me to jump into it because like i have a a multi-channel network here on YouTube mm-hmm. and then they got me into they gave me the opportunity to be part of this launchpad program launchpad mm-hmm. opportunity whatever through Facebook where they begun to get into the whole video market and monetization market so mm-hmm. there's ads playing on those videos the same way as on YouTube mm-hmm. um, it, monetization works slightly differently there um, you have to post videos at least three minutes or longer to be monetized Mm -hmm. and there's no like pre-roll ads they all they all come in like at least a minute through then an ad will start so it Mm -hmm. is different than the way youtube works in that way but um regardless yeah it was really cool because then they would give me free promotion for a while like it was a six month program they'd Mm -hmm. give me free promotion on like a week on this video a week on that video Mm -hmm. and it was super helpful and then there would become then there would become um organic views organic growth Mm -hmm. and everything and um yeah, it was super cool to see like the potential there, and I was quite surprised because some videos would blow up, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Whoa, okay," and then I'd make some real money on Facebook alone, and mm-hmm. then I would actually match the money on Facebook that I've been making on YouTube for for a number of months. Oh wow! So then that was super good, and. Yeah. (laughs) To just double your money just like that from adding Facebook to it um, was quite something. And, but Facebook is more fluctuating. It's less predictable. YouTube is predictable more so. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Facebook is kind of a bit all over the place but it's kind of weird, but it's still really valuable. So I'm actually quite happy with how it's
0: going. So So I'm regularly posting stuff. (laughs) Is the format shorter over there? Is that what you got to shoot for? Or like what's the the big difference?
1: Yeah, like I definitely try to put shorter stuff on there. I think that works better, um, mm-hmm. I think so at least. And I put, I post everything in the four by three aspect ratio as opposed to 16 by nine. I think that also helps. Not everyone does that though, but my experiences seem to help. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would just try to, I'd post some like simple, just straight up, just like riding clips of like riding this trail, mm-hmm. like just strip away the story mm-hmm. and then just like post like a riding clip of this trail. And some of those perform really well. Mm -hmm. And then I'd also upload like the regular YouTube videos, like the Mm -hmm. long videos where there's the voiceover, but I would kind of shorten them and condense them. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm still kind of experimenting and figure out what all works, but. uh,
0: So is it just like a Facebook page, like a Jordan page and you post the video there, or is it like some different video platform that they have?
1: uh, No, like it's directly on Facebook. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can you can go to Facebook right now and just yeah, Facebook.com slash Jordan mm-hmm. I post a bunch of stuff and you'll generally find the shorter videos. It's like a shorter version of my YouTube videos or or I'll like cut a YouTube video in half and put post two videos on Facebook or something. Oh, uh, I'm just trying to like I've been kind of trying to just see how much I can get out of it. And, but also uh, experiment and like see like what actually works. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook is just a different platform than YouTube. People mm-hmm. are on Facebook for different
0: reasons. And so there's a different mindset. So there's a different attention span. Um, yeah, I get sucked into those <laughs> Facebook videos though sometimes, man, you know, it's like, cause I noticed like what they do is they like, like say one of your friends posts a video and you watch it, but it like takes you into this like video role <laughs> where it like, then, then there's like all these other videos and you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing this now. Yeah. It's kind of like TikTok. Have you ever been on TikTok? Actually, no, I haven't. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> even try it, dude. Like doing heroin, man. Oh, man. It's like like you start out, you're like, this is dumb. Let's just see what's, what's everybody talking about. And then like two hours later, you find yourself like still looking at cat videos or whatever the mm. hell it is that you're looking at. You're like, why am I doing this with my life? Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Don't download it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or do maybe it's the next new platform you know it's, hmm. it's it's i always question like somebody else has to be like a real rival for for youtube you know what i mean like i to hope so but I, right. I i want that to happen yeah so mm. then it's like you know so then what happens at that point you know like is that whenever like like, do people just put their same content over there at this other one? Or is it like, does it get to like, well, if you have a YouTube channel to be part of this, you're not allowed to post the same content. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, you know? I mean,
1: I, no, like I'm, no, I don't think that would be a problem. I, I'm yeah. sure any any new website would be like, oh yeah, bring all the same stuff on YouTube, bring it all over here. Yeah, yeah. Right. They yeah. just want there to exist content on, I don't yeah.
0: know. But, if you um, were building your own, like, platform. Let's just let's just get out out there a little bit. Like what kind of things would you change like compared to how YouTube or whatever you're used to like what would you do? Uh hmm.
1: Well, I, I don't know, it's a bit hard to say, I guess. Um what I really liked about the old YouTube, like back in, I don't know if you remember YouTube back in like 2009, 2008. Okay. Um your channel pages were so much more unique. You could they're so much more customizable they're mm-hmm. like almost like a website looking thing because you can customize mm-hmm. the whole background you can customize the, the colors the, mm-hmm. the font colors you can put like a whole custom like photoshop image as your background and play around with like
0: how it was like MySpace.
1: yeah it was <laughs> it was super cool and then i was so pissed off when like when was it maybe 2010 i forget they just simplified everything everyone has right. the same looking channel just white background, right. all we get is just a customizable banner on the top and that's the yeah. only customizable thing. It's stupid, I hate <laughs> it, I, I want I want my unique space on yeah. my channel page to look super cool. But then I guess I can do a website for that, but still, I don't know. Right. do
0: you do your website yourself or do you like ha- have some friends that do it or? Uh,
1: I, I basically made my website myself um i just use a template (laughs) from like Squarespace and stuff yeah yeah
0: Yeah, it works dude that's all (laughs) it totally works i i do web stuff and over the years like i used to like code it all myself and then i got to a point where dude even though i know how to code this stuff i I use templates too it's like way easier Mm -hmm. it's like like basically i'll just take somebody's template and then i'll change it to how i want it to be Mm -hmm. so at least i can kind of get away with a little bit of like being unique that way but yeah, right on, man. So, um, I think what I would change is I don't like how YouTube like has these like tiers where you get access to like certain like tools. Like, okay. let's just say, like, um, I don't know. Here's a good example: like, oh, you have to have ten thousand subscribers to have like the Teespring in- integration, right? okay and so so like something like that where monetize like your channel even if it's monetized under ten thousand subscribers like you're not really making any money so like why not give those kind of tools to the people who really need to like make some money on their channel right like Mm -hmm. like to me like i always feel like they do that and it's like they set these bars at a level where it kind of Makes it harder for a little channel to get bigger, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm not really opposed to those um, those higher bars. Actually, like, yeah, I don't well, know why. It's because it it forces you to like really work for it and prove your prove yourself, mm-hmm. prove that you're worthy. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, Like back in the day, monetization was a whole big issue. It was a whole big thing. Like, whoa, right. you're monetized. That's amazing. Like yeah. that was an accomplishment to be able yeah. to have monetization and and so. Yeah, things are so different. And then like on your channel page, if you had monetization, you you could have you could have like a banner space over top. Mm-hmm. So you could tell by visiting someone's channel whether or not they were on the partner program just because they had this special banner space that nobody uh-huh. else had. It was super cool. And so there's like prestige to it and all that kind of stuff. But um but I guess the mindset was different. Like now everyone kind of has the mindset of like, Okay, let's make a YouTube channel, make some money with it. Okay, fair enough. But maybe we just really need to prove your prove that uh i don't know you're 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 worth it
0: i guess i don't know yeah, but like yeah. i don't know i mean you I hear not like i think some, you anything else but yeah yeah i think in some cases yeah i i think that they should be there like i totally understand like the thousand subscribers thing before you can be monetized you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. make people make content that people actually want to watch before they can get monetized. Cause I want to say when I first signed up for my YouTube channel, I don't think you had to do anything to get monetized. You just had to say you wanted to be monetized. Yeah. When, when was that that you made it? I think, I think when I first started, this channel was probably like 2015 or something like that. Cause like I had the channel for like originally when I I started i was doing a website biker.com yeah. and the only thing i was using youtube for was to like host my videos that i was putting on my website like i was doing it completely backwards like i didn't even mm-hmm. consider youtube as a platform it was like yeah. to me youtube was like for cat videos you know <laughs> like i yeah. didn't like so i was like i don't want to have to pay this web hosting space for like sending all these videos to people so that they can watch them. So I'll just use YouTube and I'll have everything like unlisted and yeah. like just did it that way. You know, it's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> huh.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, when, so back in 2012, when I made my Jordan Boostmaster Master channel, um, that was still before it was easily able to monetize. And so this is an interesting time where soon after that they opened up monetization to everyone and that was kind of a good thing except for the fact that it would take forever and ever for you to get approved and it would be like on a per video basis basically generally mm-hmm. and it would take forever for each video to finally get accepted and approved for monetization mm-hmm. which is like pointless <laughs> for, right. to to go through that and so then a year after i made my channel so in 2013 once I reached a thousand subscribers, I thought, okay, that's the threshold. Well, now I'll apply for a multi-channel network mm-hmm. because they will give you monetization like that instantly mm-hmm. and there's no problems. And so then that's how I did my channel. I, I went through multi-channel network. They're like, oh yeah, so to have me on. And then now I have monetization and that's how it's been ever since. And so I never actually technically monetize my channel through youtube um Mm -hmm. it's like i've never associated my adsense account with youtube ever before Mm -hmm. it's it's also how does that
0: multi-channel network work you like what's that i don't even know what it is yeah like there's a bunch of different kinds so mine's
1: called full screen and there's there's a whole bunch of different kinds i guess um they take a cut and they help you out with stuff like they it's a person that you can talk to about anything. They Mm -hmm. can help you to get maybe some brand deals, maybe some Mm -hmm. other stuff like
0: that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So then do they like promote your video? Do they like pay, like, is there some kind of way that they're like getting you more views or something? Like, so I don't understand how they're, how are they getting the money to monetize you? You know what I mean? Well, it's not not about them
1: getting the money to monetize. Like they're taking a, a certain cut from me (laughs) and from every person that they have. Um, They, I don't know, they don't necessarily
0: promote you. So it's like, so it's like you're doing the, they're they're taking the monetization money from YouTube and then you're getting like a percentage of that is what you're saying? Yeah, I I guess basically, um, yeah, they
1: just take a, generally they'll, they'll take something like a 30% cut, which is pretty high. Uh Um, we, we got that cut down though. Like after a while I got that cut down, but yeah, like they'll, they'll say like, Oh, we can offer this and that they'll, they'll offer like, you know, this kind of CPMs or something. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know if, if you actually get better CPMs with them or or without, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. My multi-channel network has been fine. Um, I might, not be with them forever we'll see yeah, i don't yeah. know i
0: don't know yet but it's been fine so far <laughs> <laughs> right on man so i uh i saw one of your videos you had this like crazy bike that you were riding was it Sen- mm. sentinel what was it sentinel? Uh, oh yeah yeah it's like the, with the linkage fork right yeah <laughs> and that thing was insane looking
1: yeah and oh strike structure cycle works that's, that's it yeah. The brand. yeah 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 I know, that thing was hilarious.
0: <laughs> so you were just like walking by this thing and it's just sitting there and you're like, all right, I'm going to try it. Yeah,
1: like, cause yeah, yeah, it was at crankworks in Whistler. You can demo a whole bunch of bikes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so they were there. Structural Cycle Works. I'm like, well, that's going to make a good video. So I got to ride mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I was pretty excited and they were excited to have me ride it and, and make a video. And I was like, yeah, cool, sweet.
0: Yeah. It was are interesting. You, are, do people like, you get noticed pretty pretty frequently or cuz you were kind of yeah. behind the camera a lot like not in not with your face in front of the camera mm-hmm. when as your channel is growing so yeah. i don't i don't know if you're like people stop you all the time or what um yeah like it, it's
1: been noticeable a noticeable kind of ramp up through the years especially at like places like Whistler yeah it's been noticeable where what was it back in like 2018 i would start to notice Almost every single day that I would go there, there'd be at least one person who would like say hi or recognize mm-hmm. me and stuff. And I don't know that kind of stuff has kind of ramped up a bit more. And yeah, so it's it's just kind of fun. It's kind of interesting, but oh, yeah. it's it, it's kind of weird because like even before that, there would be like people, random people who would recognize me. And I'm like wearing my full gear. Like they can't see my face. They'd recognize me by my bike, not yeah. by me. <laughs> yeah, That's kind
0: of funny. Yeah, but it is funny. Yeah, that <laughs> People don't recognize me by looking at me, but it's whenever I'm like laughing or something like that. They like <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like recognize my laugh or my voice. And then they're like, they're like oh what's up dude it's kind yeah. of funny they just hear you saying what's up someone yeah, goes, oh yeah, hey that's yeah. um yeah <laughs> Or i'll like pass somebody on a trail and it's like i guess i have things that i just say all the time and I, obviously i must say them all the time on my channel too so it's like you know yeah. I'll, I'll say something like that and then they'll be like biker I'm like yeah that's me <laughs> yeah. what's up dude yeah, not yeah. the only fat guy out here <laughs> yeah. right on. so right on dude so um I saw, you, didn't you have a video about getting getting burned on buying a bike? Oh, okay. My most popular video. Is that. Yeah, is that I actually guess. the most popular one?
1: Yeah, like you're talking I about totally my Vinci Wilson. That. Yeah, the one yeah. Where I, yeah, I bought a, a used bike. I'm kind of annoyed that it's my most popular video. That's but... so
0: funny. I did not <laughs> even know that was your most popular video. Yeah,
1: it's got like over 2 million views now. Holy I think, cow,
0: it? 2 yeah. million? yeah oh my god i couldn't imagine
1: it's kind of annoying because like i mean like because there's a lot of comments like criticizing me for just like not taking the time which is totally fair it's true i was a noob i was just not knowing what i was doing and i don't know i i'd made a decision yeah i'm gonna buy this bike and i spent way too long to drive there and people are saying oh you spent way too much money for it Yeah, yeah yeah and that's fair yeah. And it's, it's almost like kind of annoying that like oh that happens to be my most popular video so everyone can it's like, like you're a <laughs> mistake or something <laughs> but um i don't know like honestly i don't have any regrets though like yeah. from buying that bike because it's just well yeah at the time i guess so but i made it into like my own thing and and it kind of became because the davinci wilson it became like a, a staple for my channel it became like um an important you might even describe it as like a character of my channel Mm -hmm. because it's just an important bike people love seeing that bike like Mm -hmm. honestly not necessarily because of the backstory but like also because it's just a beautiful looking bike as well Mm -hmm. so people love that bike and it's cool i totally embrace it all like yeah it's just people love it so i like it too and it's just fun to have like kind of a backstory to a bike It's, Uh it's a fun thing to have on your channel i'm kind of trying to Maybe do that a bit more with like some other bikes, kind of. Uh uh-huh. I don't know. Have them be like
0: a, a persona in some weird It'd be way, like Bobo <laughs> does, where they're talking and they have like term, <laughs> yeah, yeah. German accents and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what? Yeah, that is pretty funny. So, what? What are you riding now? So uh, that bike,
1: or I mean, a bit, yeah. But uh, if you see my last week's video, I released, I announced my new um, downhill bike, my maiden. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you see that one i did i just checked yeah, it out yeah. right before we got on and tell you the truth i saw yeah, your yeah. Build, you're building a mullet huh
1: yeah yeah so yeah the 26 rear 27.5 front so i'm super excited about that so that's my main downhill bike now and um like i still ha- i'm keeping my wilson for example i'll ride it once in a while mm-hmm. but just for like old time's sake and stuff. and, and it's fun it's it's more it's a bit more free riding the wilson so the, uh-huh. the maiden is going to be a little bit more downhill centered not too mm-hmm. much more but it's still pretty free-riding and mm-hmm. I don't know, it'll be sweet. So so that's my main downhill bike. So, and then I got my hardtail, the Dimeback Sinker hardtail, mm-hmm. and then I'm building up a new Enduro bike, which should be done very soon. Actually, we we built it up on one day like a, a week ago, and then mm-hmm. we got the wrong chain ring, so we couldn't even put the chain on it. Oh, that so sucks. it's almost fully built. It's just sitting in my place right now. And uh, I can't actually ride it yet. (laughs) And
0: um, that's such a drag when something like that happens. man. But uh, yeah,
1: it's just been annoying how my my maiden and then the Sendero bike has been taking so long because there's some complications. I don't know things outside my control and then like waiting too long for parts. And I thought I'd have both these bikes done in like March. Mm -hmm. and now it's
0: june and like okay finally i got one bike done it's pretty weird (laughs) yeah i mean some of this stuff got all screwed up from the whole COVID business too yeah i I, I bought a bike in january and because it was obviously not manufactured yet it took i didn't get the thing until like april it's like four months dude Uh (laughs) you know it's like every week calling the bike shop and they'd be like, yeah, it says next week now, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, dude, just tell me when you, they actually tell you it's gonna come. Cause I'm just yeah. gonna for, forget that I gave you this money and someday it'll be like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. And how a lot of people are kind of asking me like, oh, am I keeping my Evolve bikes? And yeah, I keep my Evolve bikes. Cause I, uh, you know, they gave me two frames last year and um, mm-hmm. I, I sold the enduro bike and then I'm selling the the downhill bike, the Sky Pilot, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't sold that one yet. But um, yeah, those were fun as well. And uh, but yeah, I'm just riding some other stuff now. And basically, I like to be just free to ride whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. That's why I like the kind of relationship I have with Diamondback is where it's just a totally non-exclusive kind of deal mm-hmm. where... You know, I just got the hardtail. I'll make you know so many videos throughout the year. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what else I ride, and that's mm-hmm. what I like. And I, I kind of need that. And so, I'm. Re- that's why I'm really excited about this year. Um, <laughs> one of the funny. I don't know if you did. You see my my crash reel of 2019.
0: I didn't. I, I I think I watched it a while ago, but I was like oh, yeah. trying to refresh my memory before we got on. I saw that one come up, and I was like i can't remember if i saw it or not yeah
1: well i was just gonna say because in that video i like mentioned how like oh you guys i'm just so stoked about this here it's gonna be awesome there's, <laughs> there's so many comments about how like you know here's jordan saying that he's so stoked and then coronavirus happens and then everything just like wiped out yeah. everyone's it's... just like laughing about how i was so stoked and then right. it's like oh you're probably not so stoked anymore. Are you Jordan? Like, right? <laughs> it's like, this yeah, it's kind a hot
0: mess, man. That's yeah, sure. it has been, <laughs> but, um,
1: but Hey, I, I'm still actually pretty excited for what I've got planned. Like I've got some fun plans for my channel mm-hmm. this year and I'm actually pretty stoked. Um, I can't say too much yet, but I've, I will say one interesting thing. I bought something special. I won't say what it, what it is, but, um, it's going to be fun. We're going to make some fun content with it and uh i don't know it's just the way that i can do this is because i'm not hung up on like having you know sponsors or exclusivity for this or for that and i I need the kind of freedom to to ride anything ride whatever Mm -hmm. and um i'm just gonna gonna do some fun stuff so I'm guessing
0: <laughs> I'm I'm guessing the van. I'm I'm guessing I'm going for the van. You're gonna be like everybody else. <laughs> you better have a drone, dude. You need a drone oh, and a man. hot chick too, and then you'll be really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I'll say no, I don't have a van. I'm not going for the van
0: route. But that would suck if I really like busted it up there. You're like, damn it, now I gotta do something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 200 and subscribers. Do you are you like uh so you're you're not doing sponsorships then, is what you're saying? You're basically <laughs> purely riding on your ad revenue and your Patreon. Um, yeah. So YouTube ad
1: revenue, Facebook ad revenue, and Patreon mm-hmm. are my primary sources. So then I sell stickers. That's worth mm-hmm. a little bit, um, not too much, but right. uh, I, I do need to get my get some merch made. I got to get some like shirts made. I, I, I'm procrastinating on that all the time. Yeah. I really want to do that, but I don't know how much that's all going to make me, but otherwise, yeah, like I don't have any paying sponsors this year, nor did mm-hmm. I last year either. And mm-hmm. so, but this year I got some good hookups from some companies like mm-hmm. um, yeah, like Marzoki gave me free suspension, which is so sick. Uh-huh. Same as like last year, you know, DVO gave me suspension or yeah. Revolve gave me the frames, you know. This year, yeah, I got some great hookups, which really did, it, it really did help, you know.
0: What, are you, got, what were you running from DVO?
1: Uh, so yeah, they gave me their like onyx fork and their onyx, onyx dual crown fork and onyx single crown fork mm-hmm. for the downhill and, and enduro bike and then like a topaz air shock for the enduro and the jade coil for the downhill bike mm-hmm. and so that was cool and um how'd you like
0: the DVO stuff
1: i thought it was good i, I really enjoy like my favorites would have been the the enduro bike suspension that was my favorite mm-hmm. that i liked the most um yeah and then i i, I was didn't thinking have
0: about i have a dvo diamond on my my hardtail Mm -hmm. and that fork is freaking awesome dude Mm -hmm. yeah i I really like it yeah so i was thinking about my my my, uh suspension on my bronson's like all clapped out right now so i'm like thinking like do i go and like have somebody try to rebuild it and then it ends up costing me a bunch of money or do i like just get new stuff and just swap it out so like because of how much i like that that fork I was thinking about switching over to DVO on the Bronson. And... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the Onyx that I had on my enduro bike was super good. It was, it was really like nice and buttery.
0: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that right was good. Yeah. I think they make a coil too, for like enduro bikes as well. Don't they like coil fork? Is that what you mean? No, like a coil shock as well uh, the, Yeah, the, for the, the downhill. The jade, like, yeah,
1: or no? I guess they released another version of it. Was it?
0: I forget. I don't know. Somebody yeah. was telling me about just recently. I didn't. I I, I yeah. could be wrong. So, yeah,
1: maybe. But yeah, like, yeah. I guess one thing I actually don't care for about like getting, say, like frames sponsored or like this or that mm-hmm. is you. You get into the kind of mode of just like getting new bikes every year, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I did for like the last year and then basically this year is i'm just like getting new bikes every year mm-hmm. the problem with that i'm kind of realizing is like it's hard to really have a history with the bike and like create a backstory with the bike like for example mm-hmm. my da Vinci wilson as we were talking mm-hmm. about cool thing about my DaVinci wilson is it's so like i don't know what you call it natural or it's happened mm-hmm. all organically and there's some really interesting story to it when it comes to like you know getting the evolved frames it's like okay they come they go mm-hmm. there's nothing interesting there I can't like develop a relationship with the the bikes if that makes any sense and mm-hmm. I don't like that I want to be able to have things happen a bit better I don't know if this sounds just kind of weird to all you guys but like I I kind of want to just quit with the whole you know getting new bikes every year thing mm-hmm. so like next year um, I might not get any new bikes I'm very happy to just ride exactly what i have and yeah yeah because also the thing is once you yeah once you really ride them a lot you get to know them better and better you'd be like yeah you know what i want to switch that part out to this this part out to that and i want to pimp it out maybe make it you know change some colors here and there and make it look super cool i don't know i just think that's super cool to do and it's kind of what i want to do a little bit more of
0: (laughs) I, i completely agree with you man i don't know I mean, I obviously don't have any bike companies knocking my door down, but um, I've had a f- some that I talked mm-hmm. to and I don't know, man, it's like, I, I kind of feel like the way that you do, it's like, I don't know. I just want to get the bike that I, I get and <clears throat> be stoked about that. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily need like the newest thing every year, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah I don't either. Yeah. yeah. And like, I know that it's like nominal, you know, like the changes, like they'll bring out a new frame and maybe they change a little bit and you're like, yeah, that's not really that big of a deal. But it's Mm -hmm. like, once you get to a point where let's say a few years back when it was like, okay, well you need to get a new bike because you want to get a carbon frame or you want to get a bike that has, you know, the spot for hydraulic or the, 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 to be able to put hydraulic brakes on it or you know what i mean or like Mm -hmm. oh i want a bike that because i want to go boost you you know what i mean like there there are certain things but it's like once you have a frame if you're happy Mm -hmm. with it man like so many people are like oh i want to get into mountain biking and they just Mm -hmm. go straight for you know whatever the newest and latest and greatest is and it's like dude you can buy a bike that's a couple years old that's sick Mm -hmm. you know like absolutely. Yeah,
1: because I think, like, yeah, if you're new to mountain biking, yeah, it's probably a good age to just, like, you should find something cheaper, you know, find something used or something, you yeah. know, just get some experience with something. And also, like, well, I guess one thing I'll say about my new enduro bike, because I'm not revealing it to anyone mm-hmm. yet, but I will say... I bought the frame just like I did with my Rocky Mountain Maiden. So it's, Mm -hmm. again, it's not like a sponsored frame or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I actually just chose aluminum. I didn't bother with carbon. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't care enough. (laughs) Yeah. And it's cheaper. And I just don't really see the benefit enough of getting, forking out that money for carbon. So I just bought aluminum.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it depends on what you're doing. At least in my perspective between the aluminum and the carbon. Um, I will say that, I had the aluminum hardtail and I loved that bike and one of the reasons that I sold it was because I got on one of my buddies that was carbon mm-hmm. and um just like how much flex was in the bottom bracket of my aluminum one like when I was pedaling and stuff like that mm-hmm. was tremendously different on the carbon one like it's so much more rigid and mm-hmm. the way that like the chain stays when the carbon bikes were like laid up, like they could flex a little more so it like, but flex up and down, not side to side. And it just to me, it seemed like it really like made a huge difference in the responsiveness of the bike, you know. Oh yeah. But I could see if you're yeah. like doing like a downhill bike or something that you're just doing, like what's it fucking matter then? You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know if I've been able to
1: recognize the difference enough. Um mm-hmm. between aluminum and carbon. I don't know. But um yeah, like my my diamondback hardtails carbon, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I, I guess the thing that I, I'm a bit worried about carbon is just its different behavior. I don't like how it how I'm have to be now like scared if I crash with it or something. I don't know. What if I like you know hit hit the frame on something? Is it gonna damage it inside that I don't even realize? I don't know yeah but i just mean me that, same, that
0: same thing could happen with aluminum dude like honestly well, like, like yeah you but could it's, ding it's, aluminum and it, mm-hmm. it could be compromised and you're and you're not really seeing it either i mean i, I guess mean, i don't you know could, <laughs> yeah. you could get online dude and watch just as many failure like bike failures that are aluminum bikes as there are carbon bikes online like at the end of the day yeah. My perspective on that stuff, and maybe I'm just a little laissez-faire about it, but like my perspective is like, dude, if your frame's gonna break, your frame's gonna break. Like it's just (laughs) it's just a shitty thing that happens sometimes, you know. And just cross your fingers and hope that it's not you, you know. But I don't know. I I don't think that I've had some pretty nasty spills on my carbon bikes, and Mm -hmm. they're still all right, dude. (laughs) Like you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So I don't know. What um what do you look forward to to um with the channel like growing and like is there anything that you're like like for me I'm I'm a much smaller number, so I'm like always like looking at man if I could hit this number, if I could hit that number, like this would be cool. Like I feel like once you hit like a hundred thousand, you're probably just like whatever. Or do you like do you still have like like you're looking at the subscriber count and like kind of aspirations for that?
1: Um I don't know, not entirely because I'm so far away from a million (laughs) that it's like that's so far away. I don't know. I'm not even thinking about that, but um, because that's the next milestone or Uh no. 500,000 is a milestone, obviously, but like or 300,000. But um, I don't know. Once I hit like 100,000, that was like the dream. Like Uh back when back when I started the channel in like 2012, 100,000 subscribers actually was a huge deal. Yeah, today it's not actually a huge deal anymore yeah. just because of how everyone is just growing so much. So, yeah. but anyway, so obviously, I was super excited. It just you know, it's a real milestone. 200,000 was not as exciting. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. 300,000 will be a bit more exciting, or half a million that'll be something actually that'll be pretty interesting. I don't, I don't know how long that's going to take, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> that'll be exciting. <laughs> Yeah. Half a million. Dude. It's just even thinking about a hundred thousand. is just nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, like you go to like, a, I don't know. Do you watch sports? Like you ever watch like football or like not much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you go really. to like an arena dude. And like you see like a, a concert and there's like, okay, this is like 20,000 people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're like, dude, yeah. I got a hundred thousand, 200,000 people following. Like that's <laughs> just insane. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm. It's really crazy to think about. Yeah. It's cool. Did you, uh, did you think, if if you would have been told back in 2012 when you started this channel that it was gonna take you till now to hit 200,000, do you think that would have like motivated you? Or do you think that would have like shy, made you like shy away? Hmm, that might've made me shy
1: away actually. Because yeah, yeah I was, I because yeah, there's a point in like 2015, 2016 where I was just like losing motivation. Like mm-hmm. because I, I was growing so, Every year was just the same as last year. Like nothing was bigger, nothing was more. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is so lame. Like in terms of views, they were just like mm-hmm. the same views, the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess they would have just d- <laughs> discouraged me a bit more, honestly, <laughs> if uh-huh. I had known.
0: What do you think it was that like really turned it around for you? Like, because I've gone through a point where I got like really unmotivated. So I, I can relate with what you're saying there.
1: Well, cause I mean, I mentioned before, like I broke my wrist in 2016, mm-hmm. right? So it forced me to have a break. And I think that was a pretty big part of it.
0: So you and, didn't do any content while you were healing at all? For the most part, no. I actually
1: wanted to, but I actually couldn't even edit. Cause one arm was in a cast, I actually could barely even use the keyboard. Oh, I wow. was wanting to like edit some stuff and get ahead on some stuff. And mm-hmm. then I just actually couldn't. So I was kind of forced to take a break kind of uh-huh. against my will kind of right? Thing, right? you're like damn it <laughs> yeah yeah but i think that was actually a good thing though you know uh-huh. and um and yeah because then i broke my wrist in november 2016 so i was just like here for a couple months couldn't even work had to like quit the job early earlier than i was intending because then i went to new zealand for three months mm-hmm. for for cape and ray and then that was also really cool that was just a really positive experience anyway so you were there but you couldn't ride i took my bike actually and i did ride a little bit near the end so uh-huh. yeah i waited like halfway through to finally like ride the bike but yeah i i brought the bike to new zealand and everything and How then, that, uh, man?
0: Was good, I, look yeah. at, I look at the trails there and the stuff that they they ride there it just looks so sick
1: yeah yeah there's some cool sucks i went to like queenstown and everything i, I gotta go back there Queenstown was super cool i went to like their their skyline bike park in mm-hmm. queenstown and i mean because my wrist was still like handicapped so I was like not able to ride normally. Mm-hmm. But um yeah I was like really loving some of the stuff that I was seeing there. It was super cool.
0: I just can't mm-hmm. wait to go back there again. So I hope to go there again soon. But yeah. so watching your watching your videos man, like I was saying earlier, I mean you're you're definitely you're a shredder dude. Like how do you how do you get to that point? Like what's the advice that you would give to people?
1: I mean I guess, like, because I have been riding for a long time, like 15, 16 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, I did mention how I, you know, started on a hardtail for the first few years. And I think that's, that's important. And, um, you know, don't be afraid of, of, yeah, riding those kinds of bikes, riding the hardtail to like really learn how to ride, learn the physics. I think that's just important foundations for riding Mm -hmm. bikes, honestly. Um, I don't know. Otherwise, I guess I'm just kind of, I've always been into hitting jumps. So that's just sort of my skill set. I'm just sort of more geared towards that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Just I've been getting.
0: Just do it over and over I and guess over so. Again.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And I haven't been as good at like the tech and the downhill stuff. But then once I got my downhill bike, that's when I started to get really attracted to like trying out more tech and downhill. So, you know, I've definitely been getting a whole lot better at that in, in recent like years now. Has Whistler but,
0: been like. I don't know like the history of that place. Has that been like mountain biking up there for a long time like that? Like the park, or is that like a fairly newer thing?
1: Um yeah. So like
0: the park opened in ninety-eight. So oh, it's wow. been just so, over 20 years now. <laughs> for mountain biking since ninety eight. Yeah. Holy so, cow, I didn't realize it was open that long.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. So the first time I went there was two thousand five. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it was, I guess, fairly different than it is today. Um there's just a whole lot more now today than there was back then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know. You feel like, like having that there where you could go, you know, I would imagine probably several times a week, like that's definitely something that's like changes your ability. Like, I don't have like quick access to, uh, I mean, we have North Star, It's not too far away. I guess I could, Couldn't. I can't really say that, but historically speaking i didn't necessarily have that that kind of access to like somewhere where you could like really refine your jumping like that and i think that's why Mm -hmm. for me i'm more of like a technical rider. like i Mm -hmm. I don't i don't do many jumps you know like i did when i was young with bmx but not like Mm -hmm. that stuff you know you're hitting like 45 foot freaking booters you know gaps and stuff dude there's huge stuff Yeah, but yeah, like it, it definitely helps if you're
1: able to go ride a bike park a lot. Honestly, though, I don't ride bike parks terribly often. Like, I never bought a season's pass in my life for any mm-hmm. kind of a of a lift access bike park because I don't ride there enough. Well, and because there's multiple bike parks to go to in BC, like I I don't go there enough any one mm-hmm. park enough to warrant a, a season's pass. But um, usually at Whistler, I get like a ten day pass. Honestly, mm-hmm. I ride there like 10, maybe upwards of 15 days in mm-hmm. a year. That's like the most I'll ride at Whistler. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, definitely like that repetition of like doing so many lifts in one day, like that's really good for your skills. Because you look at any locals, Whistler locals, it's like, oh man, how are they so good? Well, because they can ride a
0: surprising amount <laughs> yeah, in one yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah. So is there like a lot of stuff like in your local trail systems that have like these big features and that's kind of like where you've gotten better at that or? Yeah, basically like, um,
1: like in some of my recent videos, I was talking about uh, rebuilding this one, like jump trail uh, Mm and when with the 45 footer, that's my local system. That's Mm -hmm. just like 15 minutes from my house. And so, yeah, I ride there a lot. And so ledge view, the local mountain that I ride, it's, It's fairly flowy. It's not like technical at all. So Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of different size jumps, small, medium, and bigger jumps. So that was the place where I just learned to to jump. It was pretty flowy, and so people would just build jumps, and Mm -hmm. I thought that's kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool. Yeah, it wasn't very technical
0: or anything. So yeah, yeah. What um, what? So you say you're getting into the technical stuff now? Like, or so. (laughs) yeah like
1: i've been able to really appreciate it like in the last few years uh-huh. Like ever since ever since i got my da Vinci wilson i was like oh man these tech trails are like these double black trails at whistler are like super cool i've never ridden these before Now i want to ride them more because there's something so fun about having like eight inches of travel and you're just like riding these rocks and roots and you're just like
0: oh it just feels so good so i've never ridden a bike with that much suspension on it So, yeah, (laughs) I don't know what it's like. I i should, man, people tell me all the time they're like, dude, you should come up to North Star and and ride, like, you'll you'll really like it. And I don't know what it is exactly that I don't know. Like, there's like something inside of me that just doesn't want to do it because I feel like, but I I have all these other trails that I can ride. It's like, why I want to go there to like, i don't know like it i really wish i could explain it like i should probably sit around and think about it maybe i can put words to it but we have such a great trail systems around here yeah i assume it's i mean you have a lot up there obviously Hmm. so it's like why would i want to go to a park and like hang out with all these freaking dinglings that i don't know and like (laughs) you know what i mean like i could be out in the woods riding bikes like i like you know yeah like with my buddies and i don't know i just i guess i like just being out there and more like natural kind of raw settings mm-hmm. yeah that's fair too i generally generally do
1: prefer that i'm the problem with bike parks is they just get abused used and abused and mm-hmm. you know there's breaking bumps and i don't care for like the super like wide trails like the machine built trails i actually prefer like single track mm-hmm. if possible i prefer that it's it's more of a in the middle of nowhere feel in the middle of the mountains and i do i do appreciate that a lot too so And you don't really get that at bike parks so much. There's just pros and cons to each, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. I saw on your channel, you had something about you you were doing, you're gonna do like a a heli drop or something like that. Yeah,
1: um, like in Pemberton, we were supposed to do a heli drop and then it didn't happen. (laughs) That's super lame, but yeah. Have you done that before? No, I've never done it
0: before, so. I bet that was exciting thinking that was gonna happen, huh? Yeah, yeah, I know. so what happened why did did it fall through
1: um so i guess really it was just weather apparently Uh like the 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 pilot was not comfortable with like clouds in this one area or something and i don't know and then at a certain point in the day he was then busy doing other stuff or like doing mm -hmm. other lifting other people here and there i don't know it was weird
0: (laughs) (laughs) so they were gonna like take you up somewhere that you just like the only way you can get there is by helicopter or like what was the where were Um, you gonna go i think so yeah because like it's it's in Pemberton,
1: which is like 30 minutes north of Whistler. And so I forget the mountain it was called. I forget the mountain's name, but uh, I don't know. Other people would do heli drops there. I'm not sure if you can pedal up to it. I mean, it would be pretty high, I guess. <laughs> Apparently right. it was like a, supposed to be like a, a three-hour descent or something like that.
0: Oh, wow. Pretty crazy and sounds kind of <laughs> fun. But how, how many miles do you think it was? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because three hours to you, dude, could be a lot lot more miles than three hours to me. Cause I saw the speed that you're mm-hmm. going, dude. <laughs> Your three hour descent might be six for me, man. <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah, they're probably
1: talking a more like casual pace, like including the stops and yeah, like I don't know. Standing around <laughs> shooting
0: the shit. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. So um, so new bikes coming on the on the way. Can't talk about that. <laughs> What else is new with you, man? What, what are you excited about right now? I mean, okay. So
1: you know how like a bunch of people like Matt Jones, they've been doing this whole like lockdown build and everything and mm-hmm. they're, they're, those videos are doing so well. Like all these people are doing these build videos. So I want to also do a little bit of that. And that's uh-huh. that's kind of why I did a little bit of that. And in, in some recent videos, you see me mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm rebuilding these jumps or something. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to, try with that so i'm actually making a new trail at my local mountain oh, now with with uh, some of my friends and so we just started like a couple of weeks ago and um i haven't told anyone about it yet so mm-hmm. you're like the first person i'm probably right. telling to. this to <laughs> but i'm not like sharing any images or anything yet until I don't know until I get some more like footage. I'm, I'm, I am I'm want to make like a series kind of like how uh-huh. kind of similar to how Matt Jones was doing his lockdown builds. I won't do mm-hmm. as many videos as him, but like, yeah. So maybe, maybe in like a month or two, you'll see all of a sudden there'll be this like trail building
0: series and you yeah. will see like a bunch of videos coming up. And it- trail, trail building is like the hot topic on YouTube <laughs> right now. I think <laughs> yeah. like tra- trail building is like the new, new van build or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah so- people love, building things i guess <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. i mean that's what seth's doing on his channel and it's like killing yeah. it over there it's
1: what surprised me is that he's always building stuff just at his own place and it's like mm-hmm. and he's just still doing it and it's working I'm yeah like, uh, it's really working like he's just yeah. building like one feature at a time I'm like right. wow and he can get
0: away with it it works right it's pretty funny i would watch that guy build a toilet dude <laughs> like seriously <laughs> man his like content so good you're like why yeah. can't i do that just i don't know it's, yeah. he, he's definitely quite quite the creator that's for sure he's a fun guy yeah he, okay. he was on the show a couple, couple weeks ago it was a yeah. the one time that i've been nervous dude was to talk to him <laughs> <laughs> it was like i'm like oh man i don't want to screw this up <laughs> yeah uh, what was it like the first time you met him
1: oh it was really good yeah we clicked pretty well yeah he's a cool guy i'm i don't know we just yeah we're able to kind of connect easily so that was fun that was good and he uh, he
0: came up there was it because i i remember i do remember him him doing some stuff with you kind of like um
1: yeah like like the first time we met was 2017 he came
0: to whistler basically Uh so so that's why and then um and then, yeah, what was it in 20? Oh, yeah, he did that um, video, right? Didn't he have like some like short film that he was like showing at Whistler or something like that? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the Dirt Diaries thing. Um, yeah, there's so that. So then you guys hooked up while he was there and just had a good time.
1: Yeah, basically a little bit. And so, yeah, so that was cool. And then maybe did like a North Shore ride with like BKC as well uh-huh. um, during this one trip. And that was cool. But uh, yeah, and then I also visited him. Uh, at his older house in Asheville that was in 2018. So that was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, that was totally
0: awesome. Riding yeah. some stuff near Asheville and what, yeah. Did you like, like, what was it that stood out about riding down there and what did you like about it? I
1: like, it's gets kind of like rocky and, and steep in some places, which uh-huh. I thought was pretty cool. Like I, I like, I love like rocky stuff. I, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. fun. Um And like riding Windrock was pretty fun. The bike Mm -hmm. park in like Tennessee, that was pretty sick. Um, I just noticed how like, there's some really like steep sections that I wasn't quite used to. Like you'd go steep for for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Here where I'm from, like there can be some steep stuff on the North shore but it doesn't last for very long. Mm -hmm. And then out there, there's some, uh, yeah, there's just some steep stuff. And it's like, oh, this is like three times longer. Maybe it's like the same steepness, but it's like way longer. So I'm just like, not used to it. Yeah, yeah, it was fun though. It was it's cool to kind of experience that. And
0: do you mostly like, only ride up there or where you're at or
1: yeah, mostly I haven't been doing a ton of traveling, honestly. Um mm-hmm. it's something I would like to do more of. Actually, there's so much in British Columbia that I haven't even explored yet. So mm-hmm. I, I want to do a lot more exploring around here, but uh and it's kind of the only place I can for the time being, anyway. So but yeah, no, I wanna I, totally I wanna. Understand. I want to go down more to like, you know, Washington, Oregon, you know, I want to go to Utah again. You know, I've always been wanting to go to Moab. I thought that looks pretty cool. Or like Sedona looked pretty cool. Like the Sedona mountain bike festival looks pretty fun. You should definitely (laughs) go, man. That is like my
0: favorite place, dude. I look forward to that event all year. Yeah. It looks so nice. It's so beautiful looking out there. I tell people, I tell people it looks like a postcard, no matter what direction you point your head. Yeah, it really does. It's kind of crazy. But yeah, the riding there is way different. Like, like we had this joke, like about Arizona downhill. Like you climb in Arizona downhill, like like, you get to the top of the hill and you're like, oh sweet. It's all the way it's down for here. And you're like, they're like, nope, you're still going to get like 400 feet elevation gain on your downhill leg. You know, it's like, this is ridiculous. It's just like a lot of it's just real like punchy. It's like up and down, up and down, even on the, the downhill stuff. Where like, I'm mm-hmm. assuming where you're at is probably more like where I'm at where it's like a big grueler climb and then it's like bomb for like 15 minutes down, you know, or like yeah, something like that, much. you know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I know when I've ridden in some other places that are just, you know, they don't have that kind of elevation that it's just, uh it's very <laughs> different, you know? Mm-hmm. And it taxes the hell out of you like like i could be doing like 25 mile rides here at home and you know i don't know let's just say two to three thousand feet elevation gain and down there it's like 10 miles and you're just like i'm over it i'm done you know it's like Mm -hmm. you're just like getting worked (laughs) where um where where so is that like your your most favorite place that you'd like to go or like what's the number one that you could go anywhere right now like in the Hmm. world boy
1: uh I don't know, that's kind of hard. I don't know if I have any number ones. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would see some pretty cool looking places in Europe though. Like yeah, some bike parks in Switzerland, France, mm. they look pretty freaking cool. Like yeah. I don't know what they're called, like Morgin. What is it in yeah. Switzerland? I forget. There's some like beautiful views there. I'm like, wow, I want to go there. Yeah. That's so
0: cool looking. I skied um, in the in the Alps over there before, and it was just freaking breathtaking. Like, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah I bet also Quebec would be kind of cool I've never uh-huh. been
1: there um because I've seen like BC POV we went there like last year last winter or fall uh-huh. and I was like huh some of that looks pretty cool there's more like fun rock work uh-huh. I love I love rock work and all that kind of stuff is super fun so I love riding on that and <laughs> what's your favorite place that you've ridden? um I don't know probably just like north shore stuff or whistler kind of stuff Mm -hmm. uh sunshine coast is really good too Mm -hmm. um sunshine coast is just a lot less ridden because it's like a
0: ferry ride away from vancouver if there was like one one trail that you could ride for like that you that you only could ride for like the next month like which one would it be hmm okay i don't know that's hard (laughs) it's really hard
1: (laughs) I like having variety, so it's hard for me to ride any yeah. trail for very long repeatedly. <laughs> I don't know; that's so hard. But like something, something like in Squamish, like what I rode. Like, there's some really fun stuff in Squamish, like end trails, mm-hmm. some fun rock slabs, or like hueso. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's super fun stuff there.
0: Some of that's pretty legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like the rock slab stuff? Is that like the stuff that you like doing the most, or? <laughs> I mean, I like it a lot. Like, it's a lot of fun. I don't ride it a ton
1: because, like, where I am, I'm a little bit farther away. There's not really rock slabs on my local mountains, mm-hmm. not much. But then, yeah, once you get to, like, Vancouver or, or Squamish area or and Whistler, okay, then there's more rock slabs. And I don't always ride there a ton, like, compared to just my local mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, there's some of my favorite things to do. <laughs> rock hey. slabs. I love ladder bridges, woodwork. It's awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anything, anything up in the air. I'm not too crazy about Those ladder bridges just sounds frightening <laughs> to me, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I saw one of your videos, you were talking about that. You said you don't use Strava. Is there a particular reason for that? Um,
1: I haven't figured it out. (laughs) I don't actually know how it works. There you Um, go. But for real, like I actually tried to use it like a couple years ago. I downloaded Uh it and I was like, I don't get it. Like, what does this even mean? (laughs) Like I tried to record my ride because I think it sounds kind of fun to, to time your rides or something. Or there's Uh like, there's these like leaderboards. I thought that sounds kind of fun a little bit. I don't really care too much because I'm not, that much into racing however it's still a fun thing to do you
0: Um, know i i never was like interested in it at all and then my one buddy was like telling me like because i always had um like a garmin like i would record my ride so i would know how much elevation i did or how many miles i did or whatever mm -hmm. but the thing that was cool about or is cool about strava is that they have those segments so it's like you can actually see like hey, there's that downhill run that's like three miles over here. And today Mm -hmm. I felt fast and you can go back and see like whether or not you were, you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like against yourself, like that's the part like that I I care about. I don't really care about all the like, whoever else out there, unless it's like, you know, my buddies. But for the most part, it's like, dude, some days you'll do a run, dude. And you'll be like, man, I was smoking it. And then mm-hmm. you'll look at your time. And you're like, dude, that's like 20 seconds slower than my fastest time. You know, <laughs> like another time. You'll be yeah. like Thinking you were like, like I did this video a little bit ago. I was like telling people how to PR this one run. And as I'm going, like recording the video, I'm like, I'm not going very fast. Like yeah. this isn't, this isn't going to be a good run. And I got to the bottom. It was like under six minutes for this section, which is like, definitely like a top 10 for the day kind of time and it was like oh wow i guess i was
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. so that's cool yeah i don't know i think maybe i will try to do some strava again because it does sound like kind of fun um even even, yeah if it's just comparing with myself like that's also kind of interesting but um yeah i just didn't really put any effort into it much so maybe maybe later (laughs) so why no racing um i don't know i just (sighs) I don't find it as fun. It can be pretty fun at times. Like I've done a couple of races here and there. I've done mm-hmm. like the RDA race at Crankworks like a couple times for some years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just more into free ride. I'm just more into like riding for fun, and so it's not all about like the speed for me so much. It's just more, I don't know, hitting jumps. I mean, if you're into jumps generally, it's because you're not racing down them. (laughs) Yeah, There's a bit of a different thing there, but uh, I just, mostly I like hitting jumps. I like flying on my bike. That's Mm -hmm. generally what I like. I like trying to, you know, do some style, do some whips.
0: Mm -hmm. That's just more fun to me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, racing doesn't appeal to me at all. Like the only people that I wanna race are like my friends. You know what I mean? Like, so like, like, I don't really care about beating people that I don't know. You know what I mean? And I know I'm not, like, going to, like, be number one on the podium, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. what's, like, the point? There's no, like, motivation there to be, like, Mm -hmm. oh, sweet. I came in 67th, you know? Like, what do I care about? Like, like, what what I do care about is, like, beating my buddy down the hill and being able to talk smack to him all day long. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're like beating my buddy on my hardtail and he's riding a full suspension bike, and I'm like, ah, you know, yeah, yeah. like Definitely. that's like way more fun to me than than like paying somebody to ride bikes that I can do for free. I just don't I don't know, man. I'm just not into I don't yeah. like the idea of like paying to ride, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I know. Um, but yeah, no, it, it makes sense, just like Have fun with your friends. Like that, that can be fun. You know, (laughs) that's pretty fun. But uh, it's more fun if you have like a chance to win at something. Like if you realize, oh, my results are pretty good, then you start to get like a bit intrigued. Like, oh, maybe I want to try it again. Maybe I want to beat more people.
0: (laughs) Right. But uh, I don't know. (laughs) So, didn't you do EWS a while ago with um, a couple other YouTubers? Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: Last year, 2019. Uh And that was pretty fun. Uh huh. I enjoyed it. It was quite a long race. Like I'd never done an enduro race or no, that would have been the second enduro race I'd done, I guess, cause uh-huh. I'd done this other one on a local mountain also last year. But um, yeah, just the whole idea of like uh, a whole day long race is not too appealing to me mm-hmm. um, because I just, I don't do that kind of endurance stuff. I never do that. And, uh-huh. and the idea of like, oh yeah, we're climbing like multiple times up here, like what? I usually <laughs> go up like once. <laughs> like, if I have to hike up, like we usually go up once. Right. You know? If we're going up multiple times, it's because we have a truck to shuttle up with or something. Right. But uh, that, that it's something I want. It's kind of fun to try and get a bit better at it. But yeah, it killed me last year. Like it freaking wrecked me. I guess uh-huh. the weather didn't help on that
0: second day. But well, it was, yeah, it was raining pretty bad, right? Yeah, on that second day, it was did not help. But yeah, but, yeah, I we say- were. Like Lone Ranger, he like, he, he didn't he like get hurt or something? Like he had to tap out, right? Um, I don't think he got hurt. He just
1: he just quit anyway. He, he yeah, just wanted to just make like sure that he wouldn't get hurt. Yeah, yeah, quit, yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah, so that's all right. And um, yeah, and then Van Can also tapped out after the, the um, what was it, the fourth stage. So it's all right. But um, yeah,
0: so. <laughs> so you think you'd do it again?
1: I reluctantly agreed to do it again this year and uh-huh. then but crankworks is like cancelled anyway though so, so, so whoops i guess we're gonna dodge the bullet huh <laughs> yeah i don't know well because there's the EWS 100 and then the 80. so so the 80 is a shorter course and the 100 uh-huh. is the full course uh-huh. the pros do and i was like yo let's do the 80 please. Uh-huh. And, right. and like, like, I don't like, want
0: to have to go up all those hills.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. Like I'm actually kind of worried. Like, ha- I don't know. I just don't have too much fun when I'm doing that long, but um, I don't know. Everyone else was all like, Oh no, we're just going to do the hundred or, or nothing else. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it this one year, this one last time. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but now it's not happening. So
1: yeah, I'm open to doing it probably once more like a Whistler EWS. So it's 100,
0: that's 100, what, is it 100 kilometers? No, 100 only means 100% of the uh, course. That's all uh, So what so, does that mean? So
1: like, how far is it then? I guess I forget how many kilometers or whatever descent it was, I, I guess I forget. But ultimately there was like six stages. So like- so was like
0: how many days? Or all in one so day?
1: Two, two days. And uh-huh. so, so the one day was just like the, the top of the world down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. so if i don't know if you're familiar well guys you haven't been up here have you like no years? but i know what top of the world is yeah yeah because that's like a like a 25 minute run mm-hmm. and so that's just like that's stage one on the mm-hmm. first day and that was pretty fun and then the next day there's five stages and so there's like some climbing you have to do there's a couple lists we can take for a couple other stages but uh yeah we, you're you're going up and down like because some of it was bike park some was outside of the bike park mm-hmm. um I don't know, they're like some of the climbs, you take a good like hour to do the climb. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's a bit much when you're doing
0: so much other riding as well yeah. for me. So how I'm long does it take? At... So you said it's a 25 minute run down. How long does it take you to get up there? Probably the same amount of time to get really? up. <laughs> I think so. So you could do that like multiple times in a day if you wanted to then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they actually only allow you to do, to ride that trail once a day the really? top of the world trail. I think they actually limit the amount of riders in general. Like you buy a top of the world ticket and oh, it only wow. lasts for, for that, for the one day and for just you or whatever. And there's like maybe 200 or maybe it's 300 in a day
0: that can ride the top of the world in a day. I don't so they're just trying to keep it from being busy or are they just trying not to get it like super eroded quickly or something?
1: yeah i think some of it has maybe to do with safety issues as well but probably also to keep it from getting eroded and damaged as well
0: there's probably a few of those different issues (laughs) man we have so many spots like i i would imagine like maybe you have stuff up there i mean yesterday i was in Downeyville. it's like almost 14 miles of downhill Hmm. like like why would like that's the kind of reason why i don't go to a bike park i'm like 25 minutes i'm like that's not super exciting, but like, you know, I don't know. I guess for me, I guess, well, I mean, at that point though, you would go do some other runs like over and over again. You know what? I just remembered I did go to a bike park once. I was Uh, in, yeah, I was in Texas. I went to that one, that spider mountain one that opened out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was pretty fun. And those runs were short. That place only had like 300, 300 feet of elevation loss. And I remember thinking Hmm. to myself, like, this is gonna be dumb. Like, <laughs> like almost any ride that I do here, I'm like at least having like a thousand feet of elevation loss on my mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like I just remember thinking this, this is gonna be stupid. And I had a really good time now that I think back on it, it was super
1: fun. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cause that doesn't sound like very much, but yeah, no, I guess that's I true. <laughs> well, I, I remember it, Go um, ahead. Well, like in New Zealand, there's some also lift access bike parks that are probably just as small, like, mm-hmm. like in Rotorua, there's one, I think it was only maybe 450 feet mm-hmm. up, but I don't know there, you can definitely have some fun, fun trails and some good fun descents on that.
0: Yeah. Sure. I mean, but, I think it's all about how, how good the builders are, you know, and you mm-hmm. can really, ma- I mean, shit, look at what, what Seth's got in his backyard. I mean, what's he have like a hundred feet or 200 feet of elevation loss? Maybe, you know, (laughs) like, so I think it's all up up to you what what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where would you like to see the channel go, man? I don't know. I guess it's a bit hard to say.
1: I, I I really like kind of doing what I've been currently doing, which is just like lots of riding videos, like having fun, exploring, Mm -hmm. you know, this place, riding that trail. Um, that kind of stuff. So kind of the same old, but, uh, but like I said, I wanted to do maybe some, I want to maybe put myself on camera a little bit more, like, like I was saying about doing this trail building series. So, Mm -hmm. so that's going to be kind of something unique that I haven't really done on this channel before. So, so that'll be kind of fun. We'll see how that goes, I guess. Do you feel comfortable
0: in front of the the camera?
1: Not that much, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not as much as other people. So, so there's a limit to like, how much i do i'm not very vloggy or anything so mm-hmm. and that i don't need to change that i don't care to change that i don't yeah have do I, I
0: would assume that that um, i mean the people that are following you you don't do that so yeah they don't, they don't necessarily want that yeah
1: it's not well it's not that they like don't want that it's just that they they're perfectly fine with it but like i think yeah. that i think it's it's kind of a welcome change i think at times whenever i do go on camera i think that people can kind of appreciate it it is good to just like be able to put your your face on the camera more and, and put your personality more i think people
0: are i don't know think can't get started, down with that <laughs> when i started my channel that was like one of the things that i wanted to do because it was like i was watching these other guys channels and like basically you know all you guys that were bigger than me and um i just always was like i want to know more about the person than like mm-hmm. the trail maybe and so i felt like like whenever i started my channel i was like i want to like talk as much as I can because probably I'm just good at talking. Maybe that's all it's really down to. I'm a better talker than I am a writer. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know. But I think you know, it, it depends. It like totally depends. I mean, you have somebody else like Nate Hill, he doesn't talk at all in his videos, and people love that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um what would what would you uh is there anything in particular that you would like, like to like accomplish in the next year?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I have been wanting to like learn a couple more tricks. <laughs> I would love to mm-hmm. land a backflip. That'd be fun. Wow. So
0: that'd be sick. Um, is there somewhere you can go and like, do like, like foam pit stuff or like you just go out there? Like, and yeah. Things. Like
1: Whistler, Whistler has a foam pits. Um, there's an airbag of like 45 minutes away from me at the AirX mm-hmm. center. Um, I've been there like only a couple times Um, so yeah there's some of that and uh, yeah I don't know otherwise I don't care too much for tricks I've always wanted to do like a no foot can I thought that'd be super fun Mm -hmm. but uh, I've kind of like I was super into dirt jumping like years ago like back Mm -hmm. in 2010 actually I don't know because most people probably don't know I had this epic set of dirt jumps Mm -hmm. on our, our property it Mm -hmm. was just beautiful that would have been a pretty cool build series if i had thought of that back then but Mm -hmm. i I didn't think of that before but i made some really nice dirt jumps i would ride a ton
0: but does your family have like a bunch of property that you guys own or
1: yeah like an acreage it was it used to be like my opa's house He had it was a field now we just now it's just like a grass field and Mm -hmm. i i stopped working on them at this Mm -hmm. point they just they would overgrow too easily so i just gave up on them at a certain point but um
0: but yeah what 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 background is that that's what nationality is i'm dutch dutch oh yeah yeah right on dude so but um
1: yeah i don't know i I just at a certain point decided like uh like dirt jumping is fun but i'm a bit more into like free ride and like mountains (laughs) Uh
0: big mountain stuff i don't know but what do you um what other kind of channels do you like to watch what do you like to watch on youtube
1: i mean i don't know good variety of stuff like i uh, i don't watch too much mountain biking stuff like like an okay amount of stuff i mm-hmm. i kind of like to keep up with like what other of our fellow youtubers are doing so uh-huh. i generally like to watch a decent amount of that mm-hmm. um otherwise you know some video game stuff maybe um I like to watch some political stuff, some uh-huh. philosophical stuff, um, educational stuff. Uh-huh. There's a lot to learn on YouTube.
0: <laughs> Do you watch YouTube like like you know, as a replacement to TV or is it just like yeah sometimes? Honestly. So you pretty much just watch YouTube?
1: Yeah, like I don't have cable. Um, yeah. For the most part, I never had Netflix either. Uh-huh. Actually, now I, I have Netflix for a little
0: bit, but. Check you out, coming up, man. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what's some of your favorite channels, man? Last week, uh, I was talking to Josh Wilson from um, Daily MTB Rider. And he told me about this channel called Cart Narcs. And I think that's all I've watched all week, man. It's this dude, like, just yelling (laughs) at people for not putting their cart back in the right place in the parking lot. And people getting all irate with him. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah. And anything you watch?
1: Um, I don't know, like, It's not that I'm like such a huge fan of anyone. I don't know. Nothing interesting like that. Nothing unique. It's just like kind of like more boring stuff. Like just some like political like news shows. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. People don't care too much about that so much. But um
0: I like some Simone Gertz, I think is her name. Have you ever seen her? She makes uh, stupid robots. She like makes robots that are like useless. like, (laughs) Like one that like puts on her lipstick, but it just does like a horrible job of it. So it's oh, like yeah. all over her face and like, she's just pretty funny mm-hmm. the way she talks and stuff. So there's so many like interesting personalities out there. So it's always fun. Yeah, to hear what definitely.
1: And I guess another niche that I've been into is like health stuff. Just mm-hmm. like, so, so there's some health podcasts that I would also watch as well and listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to pay attention to some of the more alternative health stuff. Cause it's mm-hmm. just, I find it really interesting and I find more knowledgeable and, I'm actually big into health. I've kind of always been to some degree. Yeah. In, in recent years, I've been getting more and more into like how to really like live healthy and you know what is actually good and and not good. You know, mm-hmm. and it goes far beyond just food. And there's I don't know. There's a lot that I've been learning, and that's that's another thing I've been fascinated by. <laughs>
0: right on, dude. Yeah. I found out that chicken wings is not a good diet. So you, <laughs> okay. you can tell by the shape yeah. of me. I've been running this test yeah. for a few years of like chicken wings and beer. Yeah. Yeah. And son of a gun, if I'm not mm. right. But this yeah. does not lead to a good physique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it sure yeah. is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, man. Well, hey, dude, Uh, we're like almost two hours here, man. And I'm freaking super stoked that you were on the show with me is there anything that you want to want to shout out to some people like something um i guess
1: just like maybe shout out to my patreon page because they're a big help on uh, supporting my channel so uh thanks to all you guys and uh i don't know
0: put you on the spot man yeah Thanks everyone for, for watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I should I should have sent you some. Did you see whenever I had BKXE on and we ate uh, that hot sauce? I don't think I've seen that one. No. You should go check out the clip. It's freaking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> man. Hey, dude, I super appreciate you being on the show, dude. It was really fun mm-hmm. chatting with you. And hopefully someday I can make it up there. That was actually one of my goals yeah. for this mm-hmm. summer was to get up to your area. But with all this stuff that happened, it's like kind of like messed everything up a little bit. So yeah, Um, nonetheless, for all you guys still listening, if you guys enjoyed the show, please hit the subscribe button. It really makes a big difference um, because when I see the number go up, it makes me happy and then I wanna keep doing it. And if the number doesn't go up, I'm like, screw this, I'm over it. (laughs) So it's up to you guys if we get to see more of it. So hit the subscribe button if you like it, hit the like button if you like it. If you don't like it, hit the like the uh, like button too. So then it'll really, you'll really show me then. Um, <laughs> I wanna thank everybody again. That's on my Patreon. Those of you guys that aren't on there, go check it out. Seriously, it's uh, patreon.biker.com. So that's b one com. You can go over there and it'll get you over there. You can get yourself some stickers, man, five bucks. You get some cool biker stickers stick them all over the place and then tag me on Instagram with it, right? So next week, um, the show is not on Sunday next week. So those of you guys listening, the show's actually gonna be on Friday. I'm gonna have Biking with Bobo on. So Friday at 5 p.m. If you guys haven't watched his channel, him and I are a lot alike. So we're gonna have to probably turn up all, we'll have to just open, I'm going to put all these beers back here behind me. There'll be new ones and we'll just see if we can drink them all before two hours or over. Right. So <laughs> you think, you think I could do it, Jordan? Um, you might be able to, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, maybe yes. I'll, I'll be rooting for you. Rooting Sweet for you. <laughs> dude, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey man, thanks again for for being on the show and everybody out there. Just remember one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker. So get out and be one.